It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, we will discuss how concerned or discuss, well, I guess you could say disgust, Um, Because I'm sure a lot of you are still disgusted with that performance against the Los Angeles Lakers and really what the Thunder have been putting out over the last few games. And we'll talk about just how concerned we need to be about the Thunder as they go forward and when they get into the playoffs this year. Barry Trammell had, had written a great article and talked about the correlation about Thunder teams of the past struggling and what's the one thing they have in common Do I agree with Barry? Well, you'll have to listen to the first segment and find out. Also, Billy Donovan had a very simple solution on how to beat the Lakers the other night. We'll let you hear what that solution is, see if you can find a common theme in something that he's saying. In segment number two, the refs screwed up. They should not have given Russell Westbrook three free throws at the end of the game against the Lakers, and that game should have never gone into overtime. Not that it really had any bearing on the outcome because the Lakers just ended up throttling the Thunder in overtime. But it does say something. There is a little deeper slash bigger picture about Russell Westbrook that we need to discuss. We'll hear from Billy Donovan and Russell Westbrook in segment number two. And then in segment number three, since the Thunder played the Sixers today, and that game tips off in a couple of hours of the time that this podcast is being recorded, you've got Stephen Adams versus Joel Embiid today. And first, uh, Embiid, I should let you know that according to the 76ers game notes, is not listed as question- questionable or doubtful or anything for today. He's planning on playing bad back and all. But what about Stephen Adams and him being the strongest dude in the NBA and the whole superhero kind of <laughs> kind of character that's being built around Steven Adams. We've talked about it a lot, but why we need to see Steven Adams be a little bit more dominant, why it doesn't feel like he should ever be beaten by anybody that he's on the court with, but there are certain people that give him issues, and is he going to start? Are you going to put him in the starting lineup of the NBA All-Star Game? There's only three days left. Only three days left for you to vote. So if you want to see Steven Adams start, you better get on that. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I am a credentialed member of the media. I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder now for about five and a half years. And if you like what you hear, I would ask that you would subscribe to this podcast by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. Also, Apple iTunes is another great way to uh, listen to this podcast and um, what else Stitcher and Spotify and then there are always the smart speakers which is the easiest way to listen just by saying Alexa play Locked on Thunder podcast or hey Google 
play Locked on Thunder podcast. And then again, there's the website, LockedOnThunder.com. The Oklahoma City Thunder, according to Barry Trammell, are going through their worst stretch in team history. One, his opinion is based on roster and the talent that the Thunder have. Also, the opponents that the Thunder are playing. And Barry nailed it. I mean, this has not been exactly a rough stretch for Oklahoma City. The results have been rough, but the opponents haven't been anything that you would necessarily shake in your shoe over. Minnesota. San Antonio, who have both struggled this year. The Thunder lost to both of them. The Thunder, of course, beat San Antonio. Atlanta, losing to Atlanta at home. One of the uh, teams in the Eastern Conference is probably not going to make the playoffs. And then you lose to a Los Angeles Lakers team that doesn't have LeBron James, and it's a Lakers team that you've already beaten. But the Thunder haven't played very well. And the Thunder have gone through stretches like this throughout their history. Last year... We saw the Thunder go through some rough patches with Carmelo Anthony and a very star-studded team. And the first good Thunder team that Oklahoma City had went through some stretches like this. And the correlation that that Barry Trammell tied together was that none of those teams ended up making it out of the first round of the playoffs. Now, I'm one of those guys that will generally... I I will try and fall in with what a coach says that, that, that will tell you that what happens in the regular season, doesn't have any correlation to what happens in the playoffs. Or what happened last year doesn't have any correlation this year. But at the same time, Barry made such good arguments, it's hard to turn away from. So I started looking a little deeper at the Thunder schedule this year to look to look a little bit differently at the schedule. And, and what am I seeing? And essentially what I'm seeing is, is a very streaky Oklahoma City Thunder ball club that started off losing four straight, Followed that up with winning seven straight, which is their longest winning streak this entire season. After that, there are some four-game win streaks. There are some three-game win streaks. But for the most part, the Thunder will win a bunch of games in a row, and they'll lose a bunch of games in a row. And this is the way that you sort of have to approach it if you're a fan. You can approach it with the glass-half-empty kind of mood, which saying, okay, so the Thunder are streaky. Why should we think that they can win four out of seven? Because it's just just as likely as it is that they could win four games in a row, they could lose four games in a row, or they could win one and lose the next four, whatever, and you get bounced out of the playoffs. Or you can look at it as the glass is half full and say, well, the Thunder are streaky, but when they get into the playoffs, there's a very good chance that they could get hot And they could be hot towards the end of April, and that might actually lift them to a couple of series wins. I'm going to lean on the glasses half full uh, side. Not to generally be the uh, sunshine pumper, which I know I can be at times, but I will say that the Thunder are streaky, but I think no matter who they play in the Western Conference, that they are still one of the top three most talented rosters in in the conference, and one of the best rosters in the NBA, especially with guys like George Adams and Russell Westbrook. I still like those guys, but they're just not playing cohesive enough. And I do wonder, with this Alex Abrinas thing, which has happened since during since during this stretch that the Thunder have been on, this is all kind of correlated to the Alex Abrinas situation. And I wonder if that is actually weighing a little bit heavier on the Oklahoma City Thunder 
than maybe what we originally thought. And if there is something going on in the locker room that has things a little bit more off kilter than what we're being led to believe. You can make those correlations. I don't want to go overboard on it because even with Alex Abrinas off the court, I still like this team and don't believe that he is so much of a difference maker that you can't win without him. As far as Billy Donovan goes, he had a very simple solution for what the Thunder could have done to knock off the Los Angeles Lakers the other night, and here's what he had to say. Well, I think the uh, the thing for our defense has been the same, I think, as it has been for the, for the entire year. We have to defend a three-point line. And um, I thought we had a lot of short closeouts. Um, I thought they made some tough shots, give them credit. Uh, but I thought the difference in the game was, um, you know, our, our, our ability to defend a three-point line. And we've been so good at <coughs> this year. But certainly here, these last several games, we have not been at the level that we have, have normally been at. So it's just something we've got to improve upon and we've got to get better at. Uh, I thought we started the game really well on both ends of the floor, both offensively and defensively. I thought we hit a lull there um, at the end of the first, beginning of the second. We lost momentum. Um, they certainly regained it. I don't know what we were up 17 or I think maybe it was the biggest lead and then I think you know in the second quarter maybe it was 13 or 14 points and, and they dwindled down pretty quickly and uh, you know obviously we lost momentum there um, and then you know for that from that point on it was just a back and forth game but I thought we came out of the third quarter and really played well um, and then what changed the game in the third quarter in my opinion is we gave up two threes and the two threes got them right back uh, in the lead. Um, and I thought that they made timely three-point shots when they needed um, to have them. Yeah, Brad, you talked about the, the three, you give up 18 the other night, you come right back, and it's, it's still triple strength. What's, is there a consistent thing not happening or things you think? We've got to stop being surprised when Lonzo Ball shoots, rises up and shoots a shot. You know, like, I, I always say this. You can go down, like, the list and look at, like, teams' three-point shooting percentage of what they've been, like, we, have we been a great three-point shooting team? We haven't been, right? Well, well tonight, we, we, we cranked in 22. It only takes one game. It only takes one game. Atlanta is not a great three-point shooting team percentage-wise. But when you let them get into a rhythm and you let them take rhythm shots, you know, they, they end up, you know, getting going. I wouldn't say the Lakers offensively, since LeBron has been out, if you look at their numbers, they're scoring like 101, 102 points a game. It only takes one game. And what happens is guys get into a rhythm, get into a little bit of flow. I mean, even the shots Kuzma make are, are hard. You have to – we gave up five threes in the first quarter. That, that, that was a problem. We gave them rhythm. We gave them a little bit of foundation. And I am just a big, big believer – um, that you have to defend the three. Now, that not at the expense of giving up layups and dunks at that expense, but you have to make them put the ball on the floor, and we're trying to short close out and guard them off the dribble, and they just keep rising up and shooting and shooting and shooting. And um, that's where I think we, we can do a better job of, of, of defending. And our guys worked hard, and there was, a, there was a period there we got back in the game because I thought we did a very good job defending the three. When asking the guys on the Thunder after the game what they had to do to defend better and have the three not be as much of an issue as it has been over this stretch that the, that the Thunder have kind of cratered, all any of them would say was, we just have to defend better. Okay, well, tell us what you have to do 
to defend better? Why is it that a guy like Kyle Kuzma can sit a pick, come off that pick, and then get wide open for a three, and there isn't anybody in in his area code to to make sure that he is having that shot contested? Those are the things that, that, that we want to know that the players don't seem to be offering any answers for right now. And to the players' credit, especially Jeremy Grant, um, Stephen Adams, they, they all seem to think that, that, that the Thunder are good, that eventually that they're going to get better. But when I'm playing the Thunder now, and, and going back to what Billy Donovan says, you can look at the percentages, and all it takes is one night for a team to get hot. And in the NBA, it's very easy for a team to get hot in one night just because of how good the players are in the association. But if I'm playing the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, I have to be thinking that they're going to give me an opportunity to shoot threes. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity to shoot threes. And if they're falling, so much the better because they don't defend it very well. And whether I'm a good shooting three team or a bad shooting three team, that's how I approach it, especially if I'm the Knicks who are playing the Thunder on on Monday at 11 o'clock on Martin Luther King Day, I'm looking to get a lot of threes. If I'm the Sixers, I'm looking to get a lot of threes today because I'm just not convinced that Oklahoma City can do any anything to shut that down, which is sad because you would think that with you would think with as good as Oklahoma City has been defensively this entire year, that they would be able to get that back. But we're starting to see this team regress in a lot of ways. We are starting to see this team not be able to defend near as good as they were. And you've got a tough stretch coming up here over the next over the next few days. And I, I don't know if there needs to be that come to Jesus meeting, players only meeting, whether Billy Donovan needs to say something, Sam Presti, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, I don't care who, but you better get your act in order if in fact you really honestly want to live up to all the expectations that the fans have for you this year. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. All right, first of all, the refs screwed Los Angeles. On <laughs> The refs screwed Los Angeles on Thursday night, but we'll also talk about Russell Westbrook and why he can start taking advantage of something the teams are doing to him. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you very much for joining us today. Locked On Sooners is available as well. And both of those podcasts are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. That's the Locked On Podcast Network. Just go to LockedOnPodcast.com or say, Google, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast or Alexa, play Locked On Sooners Podcast, or you can pick any of the other podcasts 
as part of the Locked On Podcast Network family. Thunder and 76ers today. If you're listening to this podcast on Sunday, I apologize. It's why it's one of the reasons I am uh I, I try not to do too much of a preview on the weekends, knowing that your schedule's busy, so I try and keep things things evergreen. So hopefully I'm doing that enough here. Let's talk a little Russell Westbrook first and foremost. He should not have gotten those three free throws at the end of the game against the Los Angeles Lakers. The NBA now apologizing to Lonzo Ball, apologizing to Los Angeles, and I guess LeBron James who tweeted at the refs saying that Russell Westbrook was not shooting. He shouldn't have been. He wasn't in a shooting motion. But at the time, and I think they even reviewed it, did they not? Like I, I'm trying to remember because I was I was in the um the post-game interview room at the time watching that. I think they reviewed it. They decided that Russell Westbrook should go to the line. So that one's on the ref. Oklahoma City can't complain about it. They just didn't take advantage of things in overtime, which, look, when, don't ever look a gift horse in the mouth. When you get a gift that you shouldn't get, you got to take advantage of it. And that may have been the most disappointing thing about the entire game against the Lakers is that Oklahoma City didn't take advantage of that situation, and then you've got all night long just guys left and right killing the Lakers. And I look, I want to say this. I did not give the Lakers enough credit. Did not give them enough credit as a team. I think it's a, a weird roster. It's a roster that I look at that might be more talented than LeBron's last roster in Cleveland. But I, I trying to figure out how all those pieces fit together, my thought was is if LeBron can get that team to the Western Conference Finals, then he is the greatest of all time. What I saw against Oklahoma City is a team that plays hard and plays a little bit above their head because two of their best players are on the sideline in Rajon Rondo and LeBron James. And earlier this year, I was convinced that even a healthy Lakers against a healthy Thunder would still be advantage Oklahoma City going into the playoffs. I'm not so convinced of that now. I'm not convinced that that just because the Thunder are fully healthy that they could necessarily get past... I, I am not convinced they could get past the healthy Lakers at least not right now. If the playoffs started today and both rosters were fully healthy, I would expect the Lakers to get past the Thunder. That's how concerned I am about the way Oklahoma City has been playing lately. That being said, Russell Westbrook hits three free throws at the end of the game, which is fantastic because his free throw percentage dropped this year. The Thunder's three uh Three throw percentage has been garbage. Plus, I didn't give the, enough, uh, the Thunder enough credit a few days ago when they shot 86% from the line. Again, anomalies. And things can happen in one game, and but they don't necessarily mean they start a trend. And, and with Oklahoma City, it didn't start a trend. But if you watch how teams are playing Russell Westbrook, they're sagging off of him. They're giving him those open looks from beyond the arc because Rush generally doesn't hit him. I, like Billy Donovan, agree that when you're going to get those looks, you need to go ahead and shoot. Well, you know, I think I, I thought Russell took the right three-point shots. I mean, he was he was 5 for 12 tonight from three, which is good. And if they're going to give him wide-open threes, I, I feel good about that. I think one of the things, you know, it's always been hard because of the way Russell's been guarded. If we can get him catch-and-shoot threes, you know, that's where he's been a good three-point shooter. I think that's good for our team. And he obviously shot him well tonight. Um... So, uh, yeah, I mean, team, that's what teams are doing, you know, to us. I mean, you're, 
they're going to try to make us shoot the ball from over the top. You know, they're going to do whatever they can to sell out at the basket, at the paint, to prevent us from getting to the rim. And, um, you know, at times it's very, very difficult when guys are left wide open like that not to shoot the basketball. Like, because now you're just driving it into more traffic. Um, now, if you can get it to, to another player that can make a play from there, that, that, that's fine. But, like, I don't, I don't really feel like we're taking a lot of bad shots. I mean, Terrence shot the ball really, really well today. Uh, he got good looks. Russell got good looks. Paul got good looks. I mean, we shot a high percentage from the three-point line. So if they're going to give us those kind of shots, we have to take them. Zubak came off the bench, really hurt you. What, you, what was you had just going on with you that just gave you problems? Like, no, the offensive rebounded. He rolled. Um, you know, he did a lot of different things for them. I mean, we gave up a couple rolls late, but that was more because we were trying to blitz and trap and be disruptive. And, you know, we were way aggressive in the coverage, and we kind of really extended our defense. I mean, we were out way too high. Um, but, I mean, he, he did a good job catching the ball in the pocket. He did a good job offensive rebounding. Um, you know, he ran the floor. Um, he got some putbacks. You know, he got it in a lot of different ways. I'm also convinced after watching the Laker game, even if Russ is hitting from beyond the arc, teams are willing to concede that to him. They're not going to change their defensive strategy in midstream to guard Russell Westbrook on the three-point line. So go ahead and take a shot. I would would beg every NBA team, please keep giving Russell Westbrook open looks because on a night that he absolutely kills you, it should bode well for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I'm okay with Russell Westbrook shooting open looks. You, you, you have to. And, and, you're, and, and here's what I would say about that. And I know that it probably drives you crazy being a Thunder fan, watching Russ be the way that he is. But what I would say to you as a Thunder fan is he's in the NBA. The game is all about the three-point line right now. Russell Westbrook needs to be able to hit with more consistency from beyond the arc. And as long as teams are going to give him that look, keep going ahead and taking the shot. Keep working on your three-point shot. But you've got to be able to hit him. You're supposed to be Mr. Clutch. You're the Thunder's everything. Well, which is not really true because of Paul George. But you're one of the best players on this team. I expect you to be able to hit threes, especially if if you're getting wide open looks. Also, going back real quick to that Laker game. And we talked about, this is a little bit of a follow-up to what we talked about a couple of podcasts ago where the NBA is going to give fans the opportunity to tweet with refs and talk with them during certain games this year. And Monday is your is your first real opportunity to do that. See Patrick Patterson take advantage of it? Talking about Rondo coming off the bench, talking to the refs, acting like a coach. Can he actually do that? Um, I like the fact that Patrick Patterson went out there like the way that LeBron James did. I'm cool with, with, with players doing this. I would prefer coaches do it so you don't get yourself fined, but I thought both LeBron James and Patrick Patterson handled it in a manner that wasn't very accusatory of the refs. Russell Westbrook speaking after the game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Didn't really talk about the free throws, but did talk about playing on Martin Luther King Day and other stuff. Seemed like a shootout and shots stopped falling in that overtime. What did you see from the game flow tonight? Um, just a little bit up and down, uh, inconsistency, inconsistency on our part. Uh, you know, 40 minutes. What's key for you guys moving forward in terms of defending the three-point line? Um, just guarding it. Simple as that. 
what's the situation with the free throws at the end of the game? So what were you thinking in that situation, considering your free throw percentage this season? I think 64 points. Next question. Well, I mean, you have struggled with the line, but in clutch time, you seem like you're pretty confident. Did, were you, was your confidence level high? Uh, Next was, question. It sounds like you don't want to talk about free throws even when you make them. Any other questions? What, you all, you all got a road trip coming up, Martin Luther King Day. Just talk about, yeah. uh, talk about what it, what it means to you to play on Martin Luther King Day. Um, it's a blessing, man. Um, honestly. Um, I think this may be my this may be my first time actual playing. I'm not sure if we played before, but uh, to play on a special day, uh, a special man that changed the world forever, uh, and that we live in, it's an unbelievable honor. It's a blessing. So I'm definitely honored to be able to do that, especially uh, you know doing something I love to do. Russell, is it frustrating when you all put together the offensive performance that y'all have in the last few games and in the, in the defense, which has been really good for you all this season? Is the part that kind of uh, it's a little bit, but I think speaking of Martin Luther King, um, the real measurement of a man is where he stands in adversity. So when adversity hits, it's nothing better in my opinion to see how you act and see what you do as a team, as a unit, as a man. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next road trip, next game, whatever that, that may be. Russ, how did you feel having uh, Nerlens back? Uh, amazing, man. I'm just uh, happy that he's healthy. Um, blessed that he's able to come back and play the game he loved because I know he missed playing. Russ, the Lakers took kind of a distinct approach, really seeming to sag off you and double Paul and give you a lot of open catch-and-shoot threes. Was that unusual for you, and is that something that you're going to have to adjust to? If, if other no, in my like? whole career. Not unusual. Uh, last yeah. time you and Embiid won the court together, you had a lot of fun. You look forward to playing against him again? Next question. So you got some father-son time in pregame. What was it like having no out there with you and everything? Oh, it's amazing, bro. Anybody else? Thanks, Russ. Yeah. What's well, said after the game that Russ is consistent in his interviews? Like, you, you, can, you just know that every interview you do with Russell Westbrook there is going to be one or two questions that annoy him. You don't necessarily know what those questions are. And that was actually what we have deter- what we have determined is good Russ. That was a good Russ interview. Um, I don't know why he doesn't want to talk about the threes or talk about the free throws. I, I don't get that. I don't really think it's that big a deal. People are just trying to get inside your head, trying to understand better what you go through as an NBA athlete. And I think for the most part, especially the media here in Oklahoma City, there's no agenda against Russell Westbrook. People don't want to burn him, but that mistrust shines through and you just have to live with that every single time you go talk to him in the locker room. But uh, it is what it is. And today we'll see how Philadelphia approaches Russell Westbrook, if they continue to give him the open looks that the Lakers did, and I would imagine they would. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back to wrap things up coming up here in just a minute, talking about the legend that is Steven Adams.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We have another episode of Locked on Thunder available today as well. Yeah, we did a two for one. We really did it because I recorded the second episode right after the first. There was so much to cram into. Um, We couldn't get it all in one episode. And also, I didn't record yesterday. So this gave me an opportunity to get uh, some of the other important things to talk about here um, talk about in that second episode and again both of them you can listen to before or after the Philadelphia 76ers game so some of this material should hold up Stephen Adams great article by Royce Young on ESPN about Adams being the strongest guy in the NBA Uh, I like the way Jazz fans are responding except for Rudy Gobert and Gobert gives him problems Gobert's not the only one that that gives Stephen Adams problems though um, that's not broke. It's Robin Lopez gives Stephen Adams all sorts of issue when he decides that that he is going to play physical. Uh, you can bet Demarcus Cousins now that he's back with Golden State is is going to be a handful for Stephen Adams. Boy, and that one scares me because Adams having to go out beyond the arc, which would be my plan for Demarcus Cousins. I wouldn't just if I'm Demarcus Cousins, I don't bully Stephen Adams down low. Okay, you can do it. It's going to be a good battle, but you could also see yourself getting into foul trouble depending on how the refs are calling it on a particular night. But I do my best if I'm DeMarcus Cousins. I'm bringing Steven Adams out beyond the arc as much as possible, forcing him to defend that part of my game, which Steven Adams isn't going to defend very well at all. And when I think about Adams, the superhero, Adams, the the strongest man, and all the marketing stuff that, that could be done with Steven Adams that I still really don't see. I know there's a comic book. I know that there's a biography out there. I don't understand why the Thunder really aren't marketing him more as a superhero. And if you're reading articles like this and you're looking at the comic book, you got to understand, man, there's so much to take advantage of. But enough. I've preached on that although I probably still should preach on a little bit more. I've preached on that enough. When it comes to Steven Adams, if there's, we can talk about the three-point shot being added to his game. And even though he works on it in practice, it really doesn't seem like it's something that the Thunder are going to put into his repertoire anytime soon. So what you've got to do now, if you're Steven Adams and you're facing these versatile centers who are going to draw you out, who are going to shoot that three, and they're going to do it in your face as much as possible, you've got to learn how to defend it. The only problem is, is can you really learn how to defend the three from any of your teammates that don't know how to defend it themselves? I think for for Steven Adams, you have grown so much in a year where you've got the opportunity to be an all-star this year. And I would think that even if he's not voted in, 
he's going to be one of the reserves on this team. I don't know how you can look at what he's done all season long and say that he doesn't deserve to be an all-star. And it's certainly his reputation. That's another great thing about that article. It shows you that Steven Adams' reputation precedes him in the NBA. Even if he's not the cult hero, I think he should be. There is so much evidence to support the fact that he is respected by just about everybody that he plays against that Adams should get selected to the All-Star game this year. And unfortunately, in the All-Star game, you don't really get an opportunity to show off. But it's just going to be one of those gradual things. And where I think Steven Adams really bust out this season, like we keep looking for that breakout moment. And even though he's put together this just awesome body of work, it comes in the playoffs. And if Steven Adams is going to break through in the playoffs, the Thunder can't be one and done. They've got to get to the second round this year. So importance, figure out a way to get consistent, guys. The streakiness just isn't going to cut it. Not for not for the fans, not for you, not for Steven Adams. So starting today against Philadelphia, figure out a way to get consistent, cohesive, and start getting some more wins under your belt. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back with another episode of Locked on Thunder here shortly. As a matter of fact, I think you can already download it. Maybe you've already listened to it first. Um, but I'll tell you about a brewing problem. In Oklahoma City, uh, there was something that happened at the game last night on Thursday that that, that that sent up some red flags, sent some alarms up, and I'll tell you what that is coming up on the next episode of Locked on Thunder. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.